and that is why messenger bots when we're talking about messenger bots it's not just messenger bots and we'll talk uh, we'll, i'm sure we'll talk more about that the whole process but there is more and more bot builders out there now but what there isn't there isn't people really focusing on ccom and and that is something that i'm getting out to the world a lot more which is conversational commerce Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and I'm excited to bring you today's guest, Mr. Paul Ace from TheMessengerBotGuy.com. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Great, great to be here today. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. I So I came across Paul when I heard you on another podcast on um, Screw9to5.com, who I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, I, I knew Jill and Josh back in the day, but it was really interesting listening to that podcast about, you know, you, you were talking about messenger bots. And I started to think afterwards, whose messenger bots am I on? And there's quite a few. And I often click through to them. And it, it's it's almost like this afterthought I was having about doing it, you know. But so, yeah, I, I'm super interested to get into this and start talking about it, you know. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your, yourself and your background before we delve into any specifics you know why did you decide to focus on messenger bots and and work online yeah yeah so uh, let let me ask you a question on that adam like you, you say you're on a few messenger lists like how many how many email lists are you on how many things have you signed up for on email like i imagine probably what 10 times more oh it's unbelievable i just bug delete everything <laughs> <laughs> exactly so how, how how much stuff are you actually opening and clicking through on email very little. Only the people who I, you know, often I'll go in and search if it's specific. There's a few people I follow, probably for their copy, but that's just because I'm a marketer, you know what I mean? So, like, there's certain people, like, you have your click funnels, you have Jill and Josh, you have Amy Porterfield, Ryan Stewart. You know, I, I would have all these people filtered into one folder just to see the copy that they're using in their emails. But overall, thousands of emails. I'm probably on 10 messenger lists and almost every message I open. Pretty much 99% of messages. And that is why, and that is why we use messenger bots. Because, and when we're talking about messenger bots, it's not just messenger bots. And we'll talk, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about that, the whole process. But the, the, there, is, there is more and more bot builders out there now. But w what there isn't, there isn't people really focusing on CCOM. And, and that is something that I'm getting out to the world a lot more, which is conversational commerce. And that, that is really about not just messenger bots. It is also about, you know, emails. It's about SMS. It's about direct mail, push notifications, voicemails, the way you write your copy, the way you're communicating with your audience. Are you building conversation? Are you building trust? Or are you just trying to spam the hell out of people and trying to get them to buy your stuff? Because... Like in in this world, we're that hit with marketing messages left, right, and center. That just it just doesn't work anymore. So that was one of the big reasons I wanted to get into uh, using Messenger and conversational commerce and CCOM. So it was around two two and a half years ago. We well, uh, we just started out doing a ecom business, which was selling bridesmaids dresses of all things. You know, you know, most guys probably are not selling bridesmaids dresses, but we. I went from being a wedding singer 
to asking people what what would they want to buy from us um like brides to be because we had like three and a half thousand brides to be in our facebook group so we just did a survey said what are you struggling with getting at, for your wedding and they were like bridesmaids dresses at a reasonable price so it was like okay let's do that let's uh let's find some bridesmaids dresses so we went over to aliexpress and alibaba found some dresses at a good price uh, sold them at a market brought them over here built a website with it and everything but what we found as well is you know that cost of acquisition was getting higher and higher so we wanted to reduce our lead cost down so then many many chat popped up one day and i was like this seems pretty cool and it literally it was a day i think it's pretty much the day it had been launched and i was like i'm going to try this out so one of the first ever bots that i did was a it was actually a guest list decider so it would tell people who to invite to the <laughs> okay. wedding <laughs> based on what criteria <laughs> So it asked him loads of different questions. So basically what would, and I still follow this kind of format as well if I'm doing these kind of decider things now. So I'd I'd write out the flow, you know, like you used to do maybe at school or whatever way, you'd have this like yes, no flow all the way down and you go, right, if they answer this, then they're going to go that way. And if they answer this, they're going to go that way. So I was like, so I wrote it all out and I was like, well, what if I could put it into a bot? So we'd be like, so let's find out if you should invite them to the wedding. Are they friends or family? Are they, uh, have you seen them in the last six months? Do your parents insist that they come? If your parents do insist they come, are they paying for them? All, all this kind of stuff. And then we've added some personality in the bot as well. So we we was like, we, we want it to be like an old wise woman. So we called her Dorothy. <laughs> um, and So then she ended up being shortened to dot the bot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what what we did with that then is we took we took people through that process and then she was quite harsh as well so she'd either go oh yeah yeah they they make the cut congrats or it'll be something like hell no they ain't getting through the chapel doors <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that so we made that fun and engaging and we got some traction with that and then i was like i want to scale up the leads more so then we decided to do something called a spin the wheel bot where basically people would spin the wheel and then it would create a random outcome of what they would win. But everyone won something. They just won. But the top prize was three bridesmaids dresses. Um, and everyone else won like discount codes or a free item with a purchase and stuff like that. Um, so then we get around 30% of the people who went through that actually to go to the site, 30 to 40% of people. But at the same time, we had on the first message a 95% click-through rate. So we were getting leads for like 40 cents, 40p. If I was to do it again now, we weren't actually collecting their email at the time, which was idiotic. But, you know, we, we were new and naive. So now we would collect their email. So we probably would have collected 80% of those emails as well. And then what I would have done, it added in a viral sharing loop, which basically you can put in virality on the back where you go, by the way, if you go and tag your friends in this, we'll give you another go. And they're like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I'll do that. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'll do that. Why not? Um, and we're actually doing some uh, virality stuff with... And, and just just as a caveat to this as well, look, this is on the edge of T's and C's. Um, that, that's all I'll say. It's, it's one of those grey areas. I've discussed this with other people who use ManyChat and other bot builders and even people who own different bot platforms. And everyone's like, Nah, I think it should be fine. You know, we've never had anything shut down as of yet, but you do this kind of thing as your own risk to build more things because Facebook doesn't like viral sharing. It's not a massive fan of it, but we like the results of it. So we did it. 
from doing that, I mean, one of the ones we're doing, you're talking about different clients and stuff. What one of the clients we're doing it with at the moment, I think we've got around 35% of people are going to tag five friends on the post. So then, you know, if you think about that with the concept of virality, you end up having like almost double the amount of people in for the same price as you would have paid normally because you've added this virality element on the back. I love what you're saying about here. You know, there's, there's multiple um, layers to what you're discussing here. You know, like you created these flows, you, you, you know, you added humor in the flow and there was a conversation, like you're saying, there's, there's different routes that you could take people on this journey and then it all feeds back into a place where they actually end up tagging their friends and, and hopefully bringing more people into the loop, more than the one who just came out the other end of it. So it's a fabulous system you know, to have in place for a business. And do you feel like if somebody's getting started with it, like, you know, we have a lot of people who listen who will be freelancers, online business owners, some are e-commerce store owners. There's quite a mix of people. So like if, if you were to get started with bots, do you feel that, you know, creating a list of questions um, to take people through a, a journey like that is probably one of the best ways to get started? It, it's a it's a good way. I wouldn't say it's the best way to get started as I'm quite a geek anyway um which which helps when you start out and you go how far can we push this uh, to start off with if you're just starting out and you're not really a techie person don't get overwhelmed and i know we were speaking about this just before we uh jumped on on live um that you were like oh wow there's so much stuff that you're talking about like, um, and i'm like oh, i can put this together and this together and this together you don't have to do all that like see it like lego blocks right everyone loves lego so just imagine putting a base layer in, right? You put your foundation in, or you can imagine it like a building. You, you've got to have a solid foundation first, and then you can build all the pretty fascias and the the like big stained glass windows at the top, and then you put the roof on it and then blow the frigging roof off it by adding in virality. But to start off with, you need to be just focusing on a on a solid foundation of how can I simply bring someone in to this messenger system to bring them out the other end. And then you can start going, okay, so that's working. Let's put some virality in it. Or now that's working. Let's capture the phone number as well so we can send SMS. Or let's capture their email. Let's capture them on the landing page and capture push notifications. Or let's send them voicemails. But it all starts by just doing something really basic like, Hey, would you like this free thing? Yes, I would. They click a button. Great. Here it is. You're in. You're in. <laughs> you, you're in. That's all it takes. Would you like this yep, free thing? 100%. Everybody wants a free there thing. There you go. And, and be, be that a local business, e-commerce business, or somebody doing coaching and consulting. That's 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 the tripwire, isn't it? To get them in the door. And I've done some testing on this as well, uh, Adam, even even this week. I'm always always testing and tweaking and stuff like that. So I've got a lot of entrepreneurs on my personal uh, friends list. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what the difference would be between offering a free video and a free template, right? So what, what, what do you think? Which one do you think would perform better? Oh, probably the video. So here's what's interesting. I put the post on and you can use this, this exact copy. Who wants a free name of niche bot template that they can use to generate blank result, right? So who wants a free coaching bot template 
to generate more clients. That's what I put as a post. And then I put Y or N. <laughs> so yes or no. <laughs> um, on, on the post in 24 hours, we had 130 comments. That's just from my own friends list, right? And then from that, I did the same thing with a video the next day. Now, if I'd done it the other way around, would it have been different? Maybe we might have got, maybe, you know, I'd burnt that list. Not burnt it, but maybe they were kind of like, okay, I saw that yesterday. But then I was like, who wants a free video training that shows you a, uh, how we reduced our lead cost by 500%, uh, our book call cost by 500%? Uh, yes or no? Two likes, no comments. <laughs> okay. So I was like, wow, that's, that's positioning, right? And then when we're talking about CCOM and conversational commerce, conversation comes down to the copy as well, right? If you're going to write copy in, hi, I have this new lead magnet. Would you like to get it? People don't really care about that. Or if you go, who wants one of these? Yes or no? You, you know, it's like dishing out candy. You got you got to write you got to write your copy you, you know pro, like clickbait you know I mean in a roundabout way that's what you're trying to do you're trying to entice people aren't you Yeah, clickbait gets a bad name. Yeah, it does get a bad okay. name, but it's just good copy. <laughs> it's what it's what all the newspapers do. It's what journalists do, and I know with the rise of Facebook and loads of silly news sites that it, it kind of got a bad a bad name, you know. Like, but at the same time, when you're a marketer, it's it's a key. It's a key element. The copy you're trying to get them out of the email, get them out of the messenger, and and you know get them to take action. That's what you're trying to do. So it's important, hugely important. Exactly. I mean, if you if you actually break down the word clickbait, what what is the definition of bait? Some something that hooks people in, right? Or hooks something in. So bait's used in fishing to hook a fish in. Bait can be used by the police for entrapment. <laughs> um, but we probably won't talk about that example as much. But but bait um, bait in itself is used to hook something in, right? And then we want to use that bait, that hook, to get them to click. So there's nothing wrong with clickbait. What I, I wouldn't call it clickbait is what some people some people do is spam bait, right? If if you use a hook to get someone into something, and then what that thing is is completely different from what you said it was, right? That's spam crap. Yeah. <laughs> Not clickbait. Clickbait should actually be something that gets them hooked in and clicks on it, and then they're excited by what's on the other side, not disappointed. Yeah, I totally agree. So let's talk a little bit about what is on the other side, because, you know, like I said, I'm on a few different messenger lists myself, and I do see people use a lot of video. And typically these videos, you don't have to turn the audio on. They'll have the text kind of coming up underneath it. And I know at ManyChat, it has to be quite short, like under 25 megabytes, I think. Um, uh, so, mm -hmm. so like it has That's to be, right. you know, they're, they're short and small video sizes. So... You know, based on the clients who you've worked with, and I know you work with a number, definitely a lot of them um, in the online space, you know, people who sell digital courses or affiliate marketers um, or high profile digital marketers. Do you find that doing video has a, a or, or even voicemails, because I guess people are possibly surprised to get, you know, voice messages from these people. So what's, um, you know, do you find that works a lot better than just text bots? Well, here, here's the thing. We've done quite a lot of, uh, testing both ways on this as well and it, it's a strange one it's a strange one of, of where you use a voice messages right so as a starting point when people have got little trust in you right let's say you've just popped up on the newsfeed 
or, or wherever you've popped up as an ad and they've clicked on it because you've got some click bait that, that has made them come, come into your messenger system, right? At that point, what, what is the level of the attention that they have got for you is going to be very low, right? So you've got to work very quickly to capture their attention. And the quickest way to do that is through text, okay? However, using voice later on in the sales process can be extremely powerful because it's it's kind of like the five senses, right? You need So we used to have a, a wedding stationery business, but we used to use all five senses. So like, I'll see if I can remember them all. <laughs> Touch, taste, smell, uh, sight, and hearing. Right, I, I did it in a funny word, but that <laughs> that makes a sense of it, right? So what we used to do is do like wedding stationery where you open the box, it smelt of chocolates, it had a soundtrack that came with it. You'd put your hand on the invitation, and then the heat would make it magically reveal using like thermochromic ink, and we'd do all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to apply those principles when we're in Messenger as well. And when we're using conversational commerce and when we're applying other touch points. So I was like, how can we have as many touch points with a customer? This is why we're starting to look at direct mail more as well, because I want to have stuff in their hand they can touch and feel because you don't have that through the online thing. So it's about taking people online, offline, and then back online. Yeah. The, the only people I've seen do that well is the ClickFunnels people, because I know like if you buy their book, they send you a funnel hacker t-shirt and then they get people to take pictures and tag them. And, you know, it's, it's in a roundabout way. They're the only the only real online business ones who, I, who I've seen do that. Um, I mean, there's probably other examples that I'm not aware of, but that's the one that just they're the only people who come to mind you know, where they send you the box and. You know, like you're saying, it's 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 an unboxing experience. It's a commerce experience. You know, it's it's it, it takes people to another level. You know, otherwise ignored in a lot of the online, um, especially in the online coaching on online courses space. Yeah, because we forget people are people, and you know, go, going back to uh, voice and stuff as well. So we we'd say, you know, like that. Let's say it was a lead magnet opt-in for something. Let's say we get them to opt-in for something. At that point, we're probably just going to use text. However, once people are a bit further down the, the line, then we bring them to maybe video. We'll drop them a voicemail to the phone um, to say, you know, let's say like we've, with, uh, we've been doing some challenges recently. So we do like a five-day challenge. And, but at the end of the challenge, we drop them a voicemail just to say, thanks for showing up for the challenge. We really appreciate you. doesn't have to be a sales message, but by saying thank you, what does that do? It does two things. It rebuilds trust and it also puts us in a position where when it comes to the next challenge, the next launch, they're not going, oh God, they're going to sell the crap out of me again. They're like, oh, I'm looking forward to this because the last touch point that they had with us was a positive one, not a sally one. And that's super, super important. That's unique. It's unique and it's powerful. You know, it's it's like you're saying, it's a different sense. It's, it's on your phone. It's coming through a different medium than most others. It's not just an email. I mean, that's obviously important for other things. But yeah, it, it's definitely it's it's a new way of approaching um, marketing and, and doing it through multi dimensions. You know, like like you're saying, where your mail, your messenger, voice, video, it's it's a fabulous way to build those flows together. So if if people are you know, let's say, uh, you know, you've built a bot, you have a business, um, 
you know, you've mentioned ads a few times. Do you find that the most that the best way to get people to join, like if you if you don't have a massive audience, that the best way to get people to join is to run ads to your messenger bot or your opt in? Okay, so so as regards paid ads, the paid ads should put fuel onto the fire, right? Okay. What what a lot of people do with paid ads is they go, I'm gonna launch ads. And you go, great. How do you know it works? Well, I don't, but I'm going to block some ads and then I'm going to lose $1,000 and then I'm going to go, it didn't work. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> it's a lot, lot cheaper to validate that with your own audience organically. You know, like it's so easy on Facebook now to just find people who are in relevant communities, become friends with them, build a little bit of rapport with them, you know, just reach out to like if I reach out to someone on Facebook, I, I won't just send them a text message saying, hey, thanks for connecting because that does my friggin head in right what what is the point you've added no value to my life i've you've built no relationship you've just sent the same stock message as everyone else has done be different and either do an audio message to them or a video message to them and say hey thanks for connecting i just checked out your profile i noticed you come from you know i don't know the the caribbean or i have to have to say that somewhere i've always loved to go uh, wanted to go in my life and um yeah i'd love to hear more about what it's like living there right? You've just, you've just straight away, all you need to do is literally go onto the profile. Everyone's got all this information just going on there. Sitting right there for you to unpack. It's sitting right there. <laughs> all you've got to do is go, oh, they look like they're interested in, my service. I don't know, country music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know you're interested in country music. I was in Nashville recently. I went to see Brothers Osborne. Have you ever seen Brothers Osborne? No, I haven't, but I'd love this band. Oh, wow, that's amazing. You don't have to always talk about business to start off with. Build the rapport. So anyway, you you get those people in organically, right, as a starting point. So build the relationship, build the rapport. And then when you come out and go, hey, guys, who wants this free template? If you get crickets, then you go, hmm, maybe I'm going to have to refine that before I start putting some paid ads into it. But if you go, hey, guys, who wants this free bot template? 120 people go, yeah, I want it, Paul. You go, hmm. What if I put some paid ads towards that? <laughs> might, might put a bit of fuel on that fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But don't don't try and put fuel just on rocks. You know, it's, it's, it's put, it, put it on a fire that's already burning. Yeah, no, fair enough. It, it makes sense, I guess. I, I was just trying to unpack, like, when you when you have, you, you know, when, when you're starting and after you've built it, like, trying to get people into that flow. But, you know, you're saying to, you know, start with what you already have and the relationships you already have and, and test it there before, um, you know, as you say, going turning money on and then saying it doesn't work because you didn't validate um, what you were doing. But and use your warm audience with that as well. You know, you know. So if if let's say you've done some videos on your on your own page, or let's say you've done a guest blog post, or for example, like like this podcast today, then from some people who've listened to this podcast, they'll probably come over to my website. When you come to my website, you're then going to be pixeled, right? So. Does it make more sense for me to then target those people who have already listened to me on a podcast and know who I am? And then me go, oh, by the way, do you want to join my bot list? That would make a lot more sense than reaching out to people who are and me just, it's kind of like walking into a shopping mall. Um, and I'm using American terminology because I imagine there's a lot of American listeners as well. But yeah, shop, Mostly, shopping yeah. center, <laughs> shopping mall. Yeah, no, USA is the top listeners. <laughs> yeah. So it's like walking into walking into the middle of a shopping mall, and and while you're in there, just going, "Hello, 
Do you want to buy my stuff? Hello, anyone? Anyone? Anyone want to buy any? Any? Anyone want to buy my stuff? No. Oh, it didn't work. Never work. Shopping malls don't work. <laughs> it's a good analogy, but it's true though. You know, it's it's like what what you're saying is you know it, it's on point. You know, people have to you have to validate the idea and and you know what what it is that you're giving away before you go throwing it, um, you know, up against the wall and and spending loads of money on it. But no, I was just curious because like when you when you first do it, I mean, the obvious points to me are like you know adding it onto your website and it'll obviously be on your Facebook page and you know um you know even doing exit intent pop ups on your website like just little things like that after listening to the last episode you had um you know i definitely thought uh, or i'm in the process not thought like i'm in the process of changing it over so instead of asking for you know the email opt-in on the website i'm changing everything over to messenger and then ask for the email further down uh after a little mini challenge you know so that's so i figure like the conversions on that are probably going to be better because even it's just easier. You just click. It's like get started. You're like, yeah, okay, and you're in. You know, and um, and and then it's about that gamification process and 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 the, the little mini challenges and micro commitments as you've called them. You know, which is just getting people to take these little actions, which are so further down the line they're more likely to, you know, purchase your thing or um, yeah, refer you. I guess it could be could be either of those. Yeah, I mean, my micro commitments are, you know, one one of one of the biggest things in this. Uh, modern world of marketing you know like so I, I'm writing a book at the moment called the Seacom revolution and it, it's about how to survive in a world of instant gratification and AI because everyone wants personalized service and instant answers right <laughs> so they're like yeah I, well I want you to to write everything in such a way that I feel like you're talking just to me but I want it now don't want to wait I want to see the wee dots <laughs> no. Adam or Paul is typing hey, exactly. <laughs> right now yeah, ex- exactly. So what what these different tools and these different platforms allow us to do is is provide that service to, to people where they can go, I've got this question. And you go, okay, great. Is this what you meant? Yeah, it is. Great. I can give you the exact answer to that instead of them going, I'm going to contact support, I'm going to wait 24 hours, and then it's going to come back at that point. So by using micro commitments, this works the same when we're selling something as well. So the whole instant gratification, pe- people want gratification e- even in terms of kind of, great, well done, you're doing the right thing, right? So if, if you go, hey, would you like this thing that will help you with this desire whilst avoiding this pain? Yes, I would. Great, you made the right choice. Here's the thing, right? And then you go, or you go, great, please confirm your email. And th- these are the words that I, I found that work the best as well. And th- this is a little hack is don't say, what's your email? Say, please confirm your best email. Changing the perception of, you know, you're not, instead of an ask, it's, yeah, it's like, is this right? Because Facebook automatically pulls their Facebook account email into the message, doesn't it? And on your uh, yeah, same yeah. with phone number, same with phone I, number as well. So what, like, trust me, I've yeah. split test like loads of phone number messages. But something else even I noticed, because my Facebook email isn't my best email, but like when once you type the first letter on your phone of your main email, because you use it so often, it it's it's in your predictive text. Like, so it's literally two clicks. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, so you type it once and then it's like, whatever my email is, dot com, and you just boom. So it's like two clicks and it's in versus having to actually type in the whole long 
thing. So even if it's not your Facebook email or the person's Facebook email, they're literally one click <laughs> of predictive text away from uh, entering it. So it's like you're removing the friction unbelievably. Um, but how you worded that is, is brilliant, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's such a small thing. And we, we've tried long form, short form. Uh, we've tried please, no please. I've even tried just confirm your email. Give it to me now. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we was like, well, will it build more authority? You, you know, just going, confirm your email. Yeah, there it is. Boom. But it, it, it dropped a little bit compared to please confirm your email. Well, com- please confirm your best email. I've also tried the please confirm your best email because we can send you this. Right? And I thought the because, um, and I've done, you know, there's a lot of studies been done about because, uh, and adding a because and in certain situations that works well right so if so for example if you've ever heard of uh, Robert Cialdini um, he wrote the book Influence and the, there was a study in that book which was about people going to a copywriter right so you know to, to make some copies so scanning in the sheet to make some copies when they said can I use a copy so there was a cue and they said when can I use a copywriter before you then I think it was something like, I don't know, about 10, 20% of people were like, yeah, sure. Right. When they said, uh, can I use a copywriter because I'm running late? This went up to like 80, 90%. And you thought, okay, well, because they had a valid reason. It, but that wasn't the reason why. Because then they did another one, said, can I use a copywriter first because I need to make some copies? Well, obviously you do. But because they put a because... <laughs> It actually had pretty much the same result as the valid reason, as the rubbish reason, because they had a because in there. That was it. So it, it's these tiny little things, especially in messenger commerce. It, it's only small. Like, you know, you're not writing paragraphs. It's it's one or two lines at a time. So, uh, you know, every word does count and, and a, a little word can cause the friction that stops the person in their tracks within that flow. So it's just these little tweaks um, that can make all the difference to the success of, you know, carrying people further down the, the messaging funnel. Yeah. And something to add to that as well, Adam, is... So the one of the greatest copywriters in the world, and a lot of people don't even know who he is, um, but his name's Roy H. Williams. He doesn't have a big online presence or anything like that. He just does his job and he does it extremely, extremely well. And he he said that copy is only good when you can't take anything else away. I've definitely seen that before. That quote being being referenced, but yeah, it's, it's when good copy is when there's nothing left that can be taken away. Um yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. Probably, yeah. He probably said it, and a bunch of people stole it off. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, he's he's, he's one, one of one of the what what do they call it? OG, o- yeah, OG. original gangster out there in the game. But like you're saying, writing copy doesn't need a big fancy website and huge online presence. That was just kind of the one last thing I wanted to touch in on was was regards to. I know I heard in the last episode that you were on that you you know a lot of your business comes from referrals and you know a lot of people who listen to this often are service-based business um owners you know freelancers and the like so can you just speak to that a little bit uh, you know how i mean it's probably a silly thing to ask like how that happens because it's just you do good work and people keep referring you but like you know yeah like has that typically been the process you know it's no it is systematic i'll start from the start right so I actually only went full-time doing Messenger bots in January. I, I've been doing Messenger bots for about two, two years before that, but like actually just going, right, this is my business, that's it. 
that's all I'm doing. So at that point, you go, right, I need to make some money. <laughs> so you're like, how am I going to do that in the, in, in, in the fastest way possible where I've got no presence, I've got no following, I've got no resources, I've got no money for paid ads. So well, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to find people who have got my audience and white label for them. So that's what I started off by doing. And also I was like, well, let's go into Facebook groups and give value. So I did that over and over and over again, generated a few clients. I think the first month I did like a grand, the second month I did like a grand and a half, third month I went up to about three and a half grand. Uh, but this was just like organic stuff. And then things started to scale significantly after that because then what happened is I started doing a show called Build My Bot Friday, right? So it was a Facebook Live show. And I was like, how can I get the highest level influencers on my show and get into their radar? It's like, well, give them more value than it costs for them to give up their time to be on the show. So I said, come on the show and I will build your bot for free live on Facebook that you can take away and using your business. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so the the first one yeah. that started a catalyst for the him. rest was uh, John Lee Dumas, <laughs> right? So yeah, we yeah a few people have heard of him. Um, so he 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 reached back out to me. I sent him a message, and within two hours, he'd messaged me back and was like, yeah, 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 cool. Uh, let's do it. Drop me drop me an email over. I was like, great. So we got him on the show. And what I did in the pre-hype to him being on the show, and, and this was a risk because, you know, he could have gone, actually, Paul, I can't do it now. Let's rearrange or something. But I took the risk and I thought, no, he's committed. Let's do it. So everyone then who I was reaching out to, I was like, and John Lee Dumas is going to be on the show soon. Don't miss it. <laughs> so what that did was then then I had Akbar Sheik, um, Rachel Peterson, um, Jane Smiley, Ryan Margolin, who's done uh, Eight Figures, um Travis Chappell who has also been on John's podcast and stuff like that as well so then I got all these other people and then now when I'm reaching out to someone I can say we've had blah 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 on our show and then suddenly by association straight away that then they go oh great and what happened off the back of having uh John Lee Dumas on the show he was like, okay, and, and I, I honestly spent about five hours building this bot out before the show on this one because I was like, I want to make something really special for him. So we got his uh, short rate on his webinar up to like 63 68%, I think, something like that. Um, and he was like, wow, that's really impressive. And I was like, yeah, I want it better than that. But and he was like, no, that's really impressive. I was like, oh, cool. So then like a week later, he was like, hey, Paul, uh, Josh is – uh, this is Josh, he's doing something. I'd never really heard of School 95 before. And he was like, uh, Josh is doing something. Uh, I just wanted to connect you both. I was like, oh, cool. That sounds great. So we got got on the phone, had a chat. It was We came to a bit of an agreement. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's cool. Let's, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Uh, we did a challenge together. We did a five-day challenge. Off the back of that five-day challenge, we did $293,000 in four days. I've seen, yeah, I've been, I've been following. I've been following. It's amazing what you yeah. put together, you know? So they, they've grown. They've grown significantly. I think that was their, that's their biggest ever launch. And they were like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I was like, cool. Paul, do you want to do another launch? I was like, yeah, cool. Who's this one for? He was like, oh, this is uh, Amy Porterfield's product. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. So we did that and gamified that. And 
Then off the back of doing those, then I had two other people then came to me who were also seven-figure businesses and were like, oh, Paul, we've seen what you've done with that. Could you do this? Yeah, cool. Yeah, we can do that. And then off the back of those, then I've got second project should be coming up soon with one of those, which is going to make more business going forward. And here's the hardest thing is a starting point, right? You need the initial in. So once you get that initial in and impress the hell out of them, so go and find the highest level person that you can find in your industry and go and do something for them for free that wows their head, right, as much as possible. Because what a lot of people do, they do the... So imagine every single influence entrepreneur is on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of the influence that they've got. Like, So you imagine someone like Tony Robbins right up there as a 10, Yeah. Top, yeah, top. Couldn't couldn't Gary Vaynerchuk? You can't get any any more than those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know the, those those kind of people. You ma- Maybe. imagine them. Yeah, like I, I I see Tony Robbins a level up from Gary. Uh, Fair enough. But, but, okay. But yeah, I, I think it's also like who's who do you think is is possible and who do you feel is impossible? So, like, if you look at level one, that'll be someone who's literally like barely started the business. They're just kind of like looking around for ideas. They haven't made any money or anything. That's a level one person right? Level 10 person is like Tony Robbins. So what you do is reaching Tony Robbins to start off with is pretty, pretty damn difficult, right? Because he's got, you've got so many hoops to go through to get to him. However, if you can give enough value to someone who's a level eight, who's got connections with level 10 people, and also has got connections with a lot of people who are level sevens, then, then you suddenly then leverage your authority right up. So if you think of like uh, John Lee Dumas, he, he, I would say he is like an eight, but he's connected with loads of level 10s. Like, you know, he's been to Fiji with Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Russell Brunson, all those kind of people. So he knows everyone. And and I've, what's it? We're still connecting now as well. And, and like some of the people he introduces me to, I'm like, what? Like, how do you know this guy? And, and, they, and they, but they all go, this is a big thing here, is they all go to masterminds together they often yeah. pay 25 30 50 thousand dollars to go to masterminds where all these people are going to be in the room and let's just use john lee dumas stands up and goes yep i increased my webinar rate to 80 percent. how the hell did you do that well i got this boy paul ace knows a few things about bots russell you should have known about him how do you not know about him why don't i know about him hey <laughs> get, get this guy on the, on the show quick you know and and all of a sudden but that's what these people do you know they go to masterminds they pay a lot of money i can't think of the guy's name who was the launch for that 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 the screw did it um um james wedmore james wedmore yeah him so like he is these um masterminds that cost tens of thousands and yeah all the people in that room are going to be asking how the hell do you do that and and you know then the referrals come in then it's like um you know that that's yeah that's how you get that business you know it's powerful exactly and can we just chat about like how like now that you are being referred so much and the businesses come on so much are you hiring or are you maintaining just you do it you know what, how how has that worked for you? Like, have you grown the team and scaled the team? Is there elements of it that you can have bring somebody on, or is it solely Paul and that's the way it's going to be? Yeah. So so the the plan in the long term is to basically me just be doing high level strategy and and not doing the the day to day build stuff. It's good to keep my hand in that anyway because. It, I, I'm obviously discovering like new things as I go along as well. I'm like, oh wow, that's really clever. Let's do that. But at the same time, what you have what you have to look at is when when you're growing, growing a team or growing a business, 
is what is the cost of replacing me for that job and how much would that save me in my business by replacing that job so for example if i'm like how much is the cost of my time and how much is that time costing me by doing that job so for example if it's something like video editing right Video editing is quite time consuming, but is it a highly skilled job? If it like basic video editing, I'm not on about like massive documentary pieces. I'm like, okay, let's cut the start and the end of that and put it together. That kind of stuff. So I, what I do is I find VAs for those kind of things uh, and things like some outreach stuff as well. I'll do some manual outreach if I feel like it's a high level person that I want to do a really personalized message to. So for example, this morning I've reached out to six more people that uh, I admire in my field for uh, to interview them for my book so I can get quotes for my book as well but then when I'm doing like podcast outreach so I've got a VA that I I've given the structure for that and then said right I want you to fill it in to make it customized to each person however they get to go and do that and that cost me like what five dollars an hour as opposed to me spending six, seven hours doing it or whatever, and that costing the business significantly more money. So the last thing I will actually probably outsource, but I am also looking for those kind of people right now as well to make sure they're in the right place, is bot building, because that is my most highly skilled thing that I do. And it's hard to replace, you know. Um, but you can only take on so many people, so many launches if if it is you continuously doing it. But I like where you know where but your the, head is at that you well, go to the high level strategy and hopefully have a team who can who can implement. But here's the thing with that uh, as well, and that the best way you can do that to make the most out of it is as long as you're working with the right people, like charging on the uh, for initial setup, but then also having a revenue share model. Yeah, I, I actually, um, I did actually had that down to talk to you about, you know, paper performance. So, um, you know, I've had some Google PPC people on and that's how their model typically works. Like you're saying, it's an initial setup fee and then it's a paper performance. So with something like um, bot building, that's something you can incorporate as well, is it? Yeah, because it, it's not the bot building, it's a, it's a results driven stuff. So if someone goes, oh, I want a customer service bot, I'm not really that interested because I I'm all about taking what's working and amplifying it and, and and exploding it. So if something's already working really well, great. Let's make it work even better and uh, amplify it. And then they go, yeah, great. I, I'm happy giving you uh, because they're making extra money that they wouldn't have made before. So that that's and what what happens a lot of the time with people on revenue share. Like when you when you say, oh, it's revenue share, they'll go, oh, I can't afford to give away that much. And you're like, but you're not giving it away. You're keeping you have, this you much. haven't made it yet. <laughs> so, extra. You're keeping this much extra that you're going to make. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and that's that's solid, you know. And for you as well, it means that it's not just a one time payment or a, a one one time off. You know, the success of the actual campaign is tied in, you know, your interests are vetted in it, not just in delivering a good service, but also your financial interests, which makes um, you know, and, and it's scaled, you know, some of these launches that you're talking about, some of these people, you know, they're huge launches and, and they can generate significant revenue and sales. So overall, it's much um, better for you financially as a rev share. What we're trying to figure out now as well is uh, how we can then take those launch models and make them evergreen because they like anyone who has ever done launches will know how much effort 
has to go into doing a launch. And you kind of go, well, it's how is how is it that much effort? It's only like you know, like five day sequence or whatever. No, no, no. There's like so many variables and um like my launch checklist for a challenge is 42 steps um just just to make sure that works and uh, i think we have 28 flows that that go into a challenge launch altogether so like all that stuff together you like you know that's a, that's a lot of work so but if i've only got to do that once and then we can make it evergreen then that then becomes a lot more powerful because then you've got this revenue share model on the back where everyone's winning because they're making money all the time as opposed to just in one chunk and then i'm getting more revenue and the, and the customer gets to get that at any point as well and you can make that evergreen but also add scarcity by using deadline funnels and you can even use deadline funnels within messenger as well uh, which a lot of people are not aware of um, and you can actually have it link messenger and email at the same time amazing paul you're dropping so much value here there's like so many things to unpack <laughs> for for people <laughs> listening so i'll make sure to write up some comprehensive show notes over at digitalnomadcafe.com um, and link to it in the description in spotify or itunes youtube wherever people are listening so um paul thank you very much for for coming on so do you want to just let people know where they can find you on the internet yeah, so um, I have got a, a video that breaks down the whole process of the Seacom experience, how, how we do what we do and how we've recently reduced someone's books call cost by 500%. Um, so you can go and watch that video at themessengerbotguy.com. And also, if you feel like you've got your own podcast as well and you're looking to interview other people, then you can go to interviewpaulace.com and we can give some value to your audience as well. Amazing. Thank you. That's where I got you. <laughs> so, yeah, there thank you, you go. very much, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.